If you are ready to live grounded in a deeper sense of life's purpose, meaning, and direction, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Transform Your Life, a Unificationist podcast brought to you from our studio in Westchester County, New York, 15 miles north of New York City. We share insights and talk with knowledgeable guests on how to cultivate positive mental health and emotional well-being in the midst of cultural confusion and social unrest. And now, here are your hosts, Jack and Idris. Good evening, Dr. Kone. Hey, Jack. Good to hear from you again. Good to hear from you also, and good evening to all of our listeners who are tuning in tonight to Transform Your Life, a Unificationist View. As the intro said, this show is all about helping you find positive mental and emotional well-being in the midst of cultural and social confusion. So that's why we're here, and tonight we're going to be discussing something that I'm sure is important to everybody. Probably it's more important to people who are a little bit older, because young people seem to take this for granted, and that is, how can we achieve optimum health in our life? Yeah, older like me, right? Well, how old are you again? 41? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, 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 uh, I'm a few years older than you, so I would say you're probably more likely to take your health for granted more than I am. Agree yeah. or disagree? I agree, 100%. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like uh, recently I was driving a, a brand new BMW, a 2020. Yep. And, uh, of course, those are, those are high-level cars, and, of course, it's a brand new car. And within that car, it has the most advanced technology. Yeah. It, Driving the car gives you the impression that this car is going to run like this forever and you're actually not going to need to be able to do anything to it. It's, it's pretty much going to maintain itself yeah. until you no longer want the car. Yeah. You know, in some ways for young people, that's kind of, I think, the approach they have with their body. Of course, if you become involved in competitive sports, then you know you have to take care of your body and train it and discipline it a certain way. But just talking about outside of the competitive sports uh, arena, Young yeah. people pretty much take, their, their body doesn't usually bother them. It can't, just kind of seems to do what it does. And it, it doesn't seem to be, aside from eating and sleeping, it seems like there's, it doesn't get very many problems. Yeah. But when you get older, this is not the case. And of course, even if you're young listening to the show tonight, you are yeah. going to get older. Of course. And you will see that uh, as you get older, you will find that that brand new car, which seemed to have no problems, starts mm-hmm. breaking down a little bit. So what we're talking about is how can we attain the best possible health outcomes Throughout our whole life, not just when we're young. Yep. Yeah, so this, this is really big. So, for example, uh, back in May, President Trump, he proclaimed May of 2020 as National Fitness and Sports Month. Mm-hmm. And he called on all Americans to make physical activity and sports participation a priority in their lives. So our president was really asking the American people, listen, he's really talking about your health here, but this was, this was pretty much focused on physical health, right? Uh-huh. So pe- people who have good health, they, they know it's, it's not just physical, but actually, for example, in the U.S. right now, it's, the United States is the largest health and wellness market in the world. Hmm. And just in the U.S., there's 38,477 health clubs that millions yeah. of people go to. Yeah. And right now, 
it's currently estimated to be a $32 billion industry. Wow. So Americans really want, like their health. They, they want to be in good health, and it certainly shows they're putting their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. However, at the same time, and unfortunately, in the United States, there's a growing number of adults who are struggling with chronic physical disease and mental disorders that impact their health and the quality of their life. So mm-hmm. although people, you know, you, actually, you and I, uh, until the COVID virus struck, you and I were going to the health club in our local area. Yeah, sometimes, in basis, yeah. Yeah, sometimes three or four times a week because we, we recognize that our health is important. Mm-hmm. And we want, we, so we want to stay in good health. So physical activity is part of that. However, even though many, many millions and millions of people are spending billions of dollars in trying to keep good health, mm-hmm. unfortunately, America, compared to the top 10 or 12 uh, wealthy countries in the world, has the worst record for chronic diseases yeah. that are occurring in people's lives. So yeah. I think, I, th- I mean, this is... An interesting phenomenon. And as a, as a person going into a health club and working out and feeling good, you, you probably don't really think very much about there's going to be a point in your life where you actually might have some chronic diseases uh-huh. and it might, it might be limiting you to yeah. how you can, how you, your, your, your lifestyle, right? Yeah. We just don't, we just sort of take it for granted, but it looks like mm-hmm. that's not a good thing to do because unfortunately, uh, right now, these chronic diseases are actually people are suffering. Millions of people are carrying it with them. Yeah, and uh, it's oftentimes the cause of their death. There's four primary chronic diseases that cause death: heart yeah. disease, cancer, and diabetes are the three leading mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I don't think you have any of those diseases right now, and neither do I. So we could yeah. say, well, we could just assume, well. I, that's the way it's going to be for me for the rest of my life. And mm. I'm going to, I know I'm going to get old and maybe something will break down, but Hey, you know, I'm not going to get that, but guess what? Lots of people are getting it. Yeah. So um, how, for you, how does you, so if we, if we look at, uh, I want to break it down because this mm. is a, this is a, actually a, a, a wide subject to talk about health. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I thought we could break it down into four primary components and then discuss each one of them in terms of how to, how to obtain optimum health. And those components are your physical health, mm-hmm. your mental health, your emotional health, and mm-hmm. your spiritual health. And we want to take a look at how if we integrate these in a well-balanced way, we can mm-hmm. look forward to the best possible health outcomes yeah. throughout our life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that's really what what we'd like to uh, have our listeners tune in with tonight. Okay. So let's, let's take the first component, physical health. So yeah. maybe you could, you could share with the listeners, uh, how do you attend to your physical health? Yeah. Well, um, first of all, uh, let me share a story here that would be sure. very helpful to our listeners. A um, few years ago, I think it was probably uh, four or five years ago, um, I you know, you know, went for a regular visit to the doctor and and my doctor told me that basically my cholesterol was pretty high, mm-hmm. very high. And, um, you know, he went through questions and asking me if I have a, 
my if my my siblings, my parents, or you know, uh, family members, uh, some of them have like um, you know high cholesterol or die from heart attack. And it happened that, of course, yeah, it was true. My father died from a heart attack. He was, I think, only in his early 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and one of my brothers died from a heart attack very young. He was pretty young. Uh, he, he was probably in his, <clears throat> in his um, late 20s. Um, so, and the doctor told me that uh, I need to put you under medication because if I don't, you are likely to have a heart issue, like a uh-huh. heart um, um, disease. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was like, what? Um, I'm not even in my 40s yet. I'm, you know, getting closer to my 40s, and then I have to get under medication for the rest of my life. And I asked the doctor, is there any other alternative? And he said, well, you got you to, gotta, even if you're taking this medication, you have to do regular exercise, and you have to look at your food. Mm-hmm. Because food is a big thing too that we probably gonna take some time to talk about it another yep. one, maybe another. So that's really what prompted me into regular exercise. In the past, it was not really a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. I used to do because for fun, um, but not really for like for for you know preventive uh, health. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, so what I did, because the medication was not costing, my, my insurance was covering it, I wanted to do an experiment. So I took the medication, but I, I bought it, but I didn't take it for three months. Okay. And I got into a different routine. I was doing exercise almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really lo- looked at my uh, work and my, my food and things like that. After three months, when I went back to the doctor, my cholesterol went, went way down. Uh-huh. But you know what, Jack? What? I lost almost 20 pounds. So how many, uh, how many months period was that? Three months. Three months, okay. Right. It was three, about, about four months, I will say. So about five pounds a month average, which is yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. So, and he said, well, the medication is pretty, working pretty good for you. And I said, well, I didn't take it. <laughs> What? You didn't take it? I said, no. He said, well, what did you do? Mm-hmm. I said, well, I went into a serious regular exercise routine and I, and I actually uh, cut some, uh, some stuff from my diet, uh, like heavy meat and like, we Africans eat a lot of uh, you know, heavy food. So I actually reduced the, the quality, you know, look, look, looked at onto my, uh, into mm-hmm. my food. And he said, well, if this is working for you, you got to keep up and going to that route, you know, that direction. This is right. fine. Mm-hmm. So the point, the point of that story is we can do something about improving our health by changing our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, very good that's the point that I wanted to make. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. Very good. And uh, you bring up another Im- important factor here, which sometimes weighs negatively on people. Yeah. And that is that apparently there's some hereditary consideration for the condition that you had. with, that's the, right. with right? That's right. And that's something that you seemingly you can't do anything about. Yeah. But in your case, you did. And, and, but, and the fact also is that I remember there was when running when the running craze became uh, very popular in the early 1970s. A guy named James Fix, he wrote yeah. a book about running. He became world famous and he ran for I don't know like 
15 or 20 years. And yeah. uh, he was like, you know, and, and everybody considered him in top optimal health. And yeah. he actually had a heart attack while he was jogging and he died. Whoa. Right. And so when they, when they did an autopsy and they found that he had heart disease. So Whoa. likely this was hereditary. Sometimes people mm -hmm. get discouraged when they, when they find out that they have a history of bad physical condition in their life. Yeah. They feel like there isn't anything they can do about it. And even if they exercise, yeah. it's not really going to help. And then conversely, we, we see people who, who can live till they're very old and they, they, they do all the things that uh, health experts advise them not to do. Yeah. And they manifesto those, but they still live for a long time. And then a person works out and, you know, does all these things and they die early. So yeah. it is, it, they're, they're, it, it's part science and also it's, it's not part science. Sometimes yeah. there's her hereditary factors that, right. that weigh in on, on your body that you, you can't control. But that, yeah. I don't think that that would, in your case, as you yeah. exemplified, you wouldn't yeah. let that deter you yeah. from adopting a lifestyle in yeah. doing, doing everything you could to, to make your situation better. Yeah. I was in a, you know, I was trying, I was trying to do an experiment because I mm -hmm. believe, I believe in experiential truth. So mm -hmm. not just like, you know, what people, everybody's saying. Mm -hmm. So that's something I wanted to experience, to experiment. But, you know, one, another issue was I don't, didn't want to get into medication that early in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my six, late sixties, that made total sense for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, because maybe my capacity of doing certain things would be highly reduced. So I understand uh, from there, you know, you know, taking regular medication would make total sense to prevent certain things. But I, I thought I was too young to get into that. So I wanted to challenge that. Mm -hmm. And it did work. So, um, and, and so far, so good for me. Uh, I right. go, you know, every time I go for my visit, um, you know, the doctor say, you know, it's, it's actually your, your cholesterol is fine at this point, but, mm. but if it start going up, you got to go back, you have to start taking medication. Okay. Mm. So you're right. Um, and you know, because we're dealing with human beings, right. Uh, with human beings, um, it's not hard science for sure, because, uh, you mentioned earlier that we have a spiritual dimension. Yeah. We have this emotional dimension. We have mm. a mental dimension. So, all these are playing into the whole thing of men, uh, physical health too, uh, because some some emotional uh, distorted um, experience can actually impact your physical health. Right. So there are many other factors that we need to consider about um, about right. uh, physical health. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to be going into that. So let me let me highlight the three primary activities that are involved in positive practices that are associated with physical health. And let's take a look at those in relation to what you did during those months where you reduced your cholesterol level. So one primary activity for physical health is strength training using weights. Okay. It's found, science has shown that weights build muscle mass, they reduce injury to joints, they maintain bone density as you age. Mm -hmm. So, uh, second factor is stretching and yoga routines. Yeah. These kind of routines increase flexibility and joint range of motion. Mm -hmm. Flex, uh, more flexible muscles can improve your daily performance of whatever you're doing. It also improves your circulation. Stretching increases blood flow to your muscles. And practicing any type of yoga increases balance and body awareness. So, those are the three 
physical activity. So did, did you participate in all those three in some modified form when you started going to the health club four or five days a week and lost yeah, your 20 a pounds? Yeah, a little bit of all these, but mm-hmm. my, I, my focus was more in running and fast walk. So cardiovascular? Yeah, cardiovascular. Building up your heart rate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I work more. I will do about you know, 40 minute uh, fast walk and I will run sometime like uh, seven to 10 minute fast mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know, uh, after that I will do some abdo and, you know, sit up and push ups and, and, and a little bit of uh, weight too. Um, mm-hmm. So I did some of these, some, you know, a little bit of each, right. but I, I was heavily into or cardio. Yeah, that's right. I remember that I used to be on the, uh, on the, uh, the uh, treadmill mm-hmm. a lot. So that's yeah. another, that's the uh, third element is the endurance training. This is the activity that increases your, your breathing and your heart rate. Yeah. And uh, that could be walking, jogging, swimming, biking, jump roping. Mm-hmm. This keeps your heart and lung, your lungs and circulatory system healthy and improves yeah. your overall le- level of fitness. Yeah. So that, that, that component of, of the physical activity that really gives people the opportunity to reduce the risk of many diseases such as diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. And people will definitely feel better about themselves and their life in general mm-hmm. if they really uh, focus well and balance this particular component, which is the physical activity. So I, I did, you know, back in my uh, mid-20s until I was around 40, I did martial arts three to four times a week, two hours a, at a time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, when I went back to school, uh, about halfway through my, my martial art career, I, I uh, was taking a class and I had to go to the local community college to do some work. So I had to take a test at the college. Yeah. I, and so they did a test on me and the woman said to me, people would die for your, for your stats on, wow. on your <laughs> condition of your health, especially your cholesterol level. Is like wow. it's just like off the charts, really good. So this mm-hmm. is really important. But of course, like you said, there's other there's other things there. Yeah. But also in relation to physical activity, fluid intake is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if if you most people walk or many people walk around dehydrated. They actually yeah. when they don't feel thirsty, they don't drink. Yeah. And unless you're an athlete who has to do training specifically, when you kind of know when you need your water. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand the importance of having water and how that and being dehydrated, how it affects your mood, yeah. it affects your brain activity. Exactly. So I, th- I think this is this is very very important. Yeah, so, and and there's a spiritual dimension about water mm-hmm. um, that I think is good for us to talk about a little bit. Um, you know, if you look at the Holy Scripture, the Bible, and the Quran, mm-hmm. nowhere it is written that God created water. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, the, the, the Bible said that, you know, God divided the waters into two. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing even in the Quran, you know. So the throne of God was over the waters. So there is a, there is a spiritual component about that, that water actually is, it can actually, um, it's important for our body so we can experience that we are even alive. Because right. life yep. comes from water. Mm-hmm. 
So um, if you don't drink water, then this is a big deal. It's a big problem because you don't evacuate and, and, and other things that you were talking about it earlier. Mm -hmm. He actually helped your whole system uh, function yep. better. Yep. And there is there is more than uh, 90%, I think about 90% oxygen um, in, in your in your blood and, and water in you have water in your in in um the oxygen in water. <laughs> Correct, yes. So so yep. you know that's it that's also uh, an important element into um uh, physical and mental and uh, emotional right, yeah. health. It's yeah. all connected. Yeah, like 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 every cell, every tissue and every organ in our yeah. body yeah. needs water to work water, properly. Yeah. yeah. So it's very yeah. So mm -hmm. It also drinking water, you know, drinking water properly helps you get rid of waste. Yeah, it keeps your temperature normal. It, lubric it lubricates and it cushions your joints. Yeah, it protects sensitive tissue. Yeah. So this is very. This is really. So drinking the, the National Academy of Sciences recommends drinking fifteen point five cups of water a day, which is about yeah, three point yeah. seven liters for men. Yeah. And for women, it's eleven point five cups or two point seven liters a day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, that's very important. And, and then another element too is also our digestion, mm, right? Yeah. Many people have stomach problems. So like when you eat food, I think people we don't realize when we're eating food, it's it has a certain chemical composition that has to be broken down. Exactly. And then it's actually transmuted, and it goes mm. into your blood, and then that yeah. blood goes into your cells and all of your tissues. It's an yeah. incredibly amazing phenomenon so if we're not digesting our food properly mm -hmm. then we're not getting the nutrients to our to our tissues and to our yeah. cells when when it's transmuted into the blood yeah. so you know having a good digestive habits is very very important yeah exactly so one of the things my wife's always encouraging me is look don't eat don't eat anything after six o'clock at night yeah because you're you're in you're inactive in the latter part of the night, exactly, and you don't want to be going to bed to have your heart having to be pumping extra hard while you're sleeping to digest your food. Exactly, it will actually interfere with your sleep. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's important to have a, a and, and, and you know yeah all these come to self discipline, mm -hmm. um, and and people who. Um, People have a hard time taking care of themselves. Uh, it affects not even your health only, but it, it also affects your relational, your social, social emotional dimension that we didn't probably mention earlier, like, which means your relationship with other people around you. Right. Um, and, it, and it can even impact, negatively impact your work. You yes. Know? Yeah. So it is really a serious matter that we become, we discipline ourselves in a way that we, we take care of our body so that we can actually, um, uh, we can, we can actually uh, be more productive um, in everything that we're doing. Yeah. Even in terms of eating food, right? Of course, yeah. e eating the right kinds of food is very important in terms of digestion. For example, broccoli. I like broccoli a lot. Well, broccoli turns yeah. out very high in protein, but guess what? It's mm -hmm. hard to digest. Yeah. It also makes your stools harder when yeah. you have to when you when you have to uh, have a bowel movement. So certain mm -hmm. foods actually are more conducive towards healthy digestion. Yeah. 
foods like uh, fiber-rich foods, vegetables, fruits, whole grains, yeah. fish. The, these are all the, these are pleasing to the digestive tract. Yeah. And so, uh, selecting your foods, I think our, it's a good point you make. Our relationship with food can be likened also as an mm -hmm. extension of our relationship with other people. Yeah. Not right? not just other people, but with our work, but also with yeah. money, even mm -hmm. with money, because we use money to buy things. So you know, it's a, it's a very maybe we will have a time one day to talk about money. Sure. Yeah. This is this is so important that and and it comes down to self discipline. You know, oh, it's a big factor for sure, and I think along with the self discipline is uh, I think that would include. The type of habits you're creating in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Also, in terms of you know, in, in terms of physical health, right? Well, yeah. obviously, uh, you know, in one of our previous episodes, we talked about the uh, problem of addiction. You know, yeah. uh, excessive consumption of alcohol is mm -hmm. really a big detriment to optimum physical health. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, there's upwards of 20 million Americans that we know of who've, who have come forward and reported that they actually can't stop drinking excessive uh, amounts of alcohol. And this, yeah. this has been shown to shorten one's lifespan. And of course, that goes for drugs. We have, we have a, a problem with addiction of drugs, not only hard drugs, but also prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. These put additional stress on the body physically. And uh, that can be very detrimental yeah, to, to one's health. Yeah. I think before we go into the, uh, the next primary component, which is mental health, I want to talk about sleep a little bit mm -hmm. and the importance of sleep. Yeah. Like in newborn babies, you know the, the average amount of uh, sleep a newborn baby requires? Uh -huh. no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's 14 to 17 hours a day. Wow. 17. Wow. 14 That's to 17 hours for a newborn baby. That's and when you think about it, when you look at newborn babies or they're two or three months old, you, most of the time you see them, they're pretty much sleeping. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so that, that decreases as you get older. When you're a teenager, you, you need between eight and 10. And when you're an adult, it's like uh, seven to 10. And uh, when you're older, uh, as a senior, it's it's usually like same thing, seven to nine hours. So so, but that but that type of sleep, it's not just the number of hours, but it's also the quality of sleep. And I was researching a little bit about this because I got into a habit over the last three months or so of mm -hmm. looking at my iPhone while I was in bed, and yeah. sometimes listening to music on YouTube or sometimes looking at some video clips. And I read yeah. a couple of articles about this, that the blue light that emits from these devices, yeah. which includes tablets, some e-readers, and smartphones, and laptops, if you, if you actually are viewing this two to three hours before you're going to bed, let alone if you're in your bed, that this has a negative impact on your overall health oh. and your alertness, because yeah. it actually it, it interferes with what's called your circadian clock. That's yeah. the clock that tells you when to go to sleep and when to wake up. Yeah. So the, this blue light, you, of course, you can buy a filter to block that blue light from coming out into your eyes, right? Mm -hmm. So you for, for all you people who are watching 
you're looking at your phone until right up until the time you go to bed or the, until the time you're in bed with it, mm -hmm. I highly recommend that you get a, you get a filter to block mm -hmm. out those blue rays because that is affecting the quality of your sleep. And that's a recent technological uh, invention, which actually, if used the wrong way, can be detrimental to your soul. Restful exactly. sleep is very, very important. Yeah. And, and also, um, yeah, that's true. I do that sometime, you know. And yeah. most of the time, actually, I'm on my phone before I go to bed. And, and I think, you know, it has, a, it has some impact. But what, my, what for me, what helped me, uh, what helps me deal with that better is less coffee because I, you know, maybe coffee in the morning and that's it. I don't have any other uh, mm -hmm. uh, cup again during the whole day. And I will make sure that I exercise really intensively so that when I go to bed and, you know, mm -hmm. it looks like, you know, right away, 10, 15, 20 minutes, I mean, you're gone. Yeah. So um, I think also, yeah, that's an important matter too. It's mm -hmm. like, what kind of, subs, you know, if you're taking too much coffee during the day, that will actually also impact. Well, maybe not for everybody, right. but for some people, um, you know, especially me, I, I usually uh, get in trouble when I get too much coffee. Yeah, that's and, a good, um, yeah. yeah. It's a good yeah. point. Uh, body awareness and also awareness of your own, your own constitution and how certain, certain uh, intakes of certain fluids can affect your body, how your body responds, whether it keeps you up late at night or not. So that's very good. Well, uh, let's slide into mental health. And look at the, the uh, if we're looking at optimum health for our life, we, 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 we took a look at physical health, but how about optimum mental health? I think a good definition of quality mental health includes how a person thinks about themselves, how they feel about themselves, and the kind of things that they do in their life. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can speak from your own experience uh, about what you feel is important about what, what helps uh, optimize good, positive mental health? Um, basically, um, you know, a lot of time people, uh, people who don't do much in terms of physical exercise mm -hmm. uh, are people probably who uh, think a lot, you know, and, uh, and they, 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 they pro the, the, the thought that is coming into your mind are not always good thought, you know, right? Mm -hmm. and, and those thought comes from usually past bad experiences. Um, many of those thoughts come from past bad experiences. And, um, and then when they come to your mind and then you start nourishing them and having a good in, give and take with those uh, negative thoughts, so it will naturally impact you in a very bad way from a mental health perspective. Um, also, there is another side of that, which is um, the worries that we have about life. Mm -hmm. We tend to be very worried about everything uh, that might happen. You know, anxiety is a big thing for many people. Mm -hmm. Thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. How about if I have this problem? If I don't have this that I want, mm -hmm. so so that become also that is added into our mental uh, dimension, and then he, any any it can actually be very detrimental for our mental health. Now, what happens when you exercise in a regular basis? Um, you know, it helps you actually um, sleep better. 
of course, but also, you know, um, you, you know, when you think, you know, you know that there's, there is not just the, a matter of thinking, it's a matter also of having a give and take of that, with that thought, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, and, um, and, 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 then, and then basically when you say, okay, I'm going to run 30 minutes and then you are, you're able to do it. That means you taking control over certain things in your life. Mm-hmm. If you can take control over your body, then you can also uh, master your thought. You see the links, right? <laughs> it's a very good point, but, I'm, but yeah. I, I, I just want to jump in and say that unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, we've seen the, the, the truth of mm-hmm. the reality that you can excel in one area of your life and be highly disciplined yeah, but also you can actually be not so highly evolved in another area of your life. Yeah, and it, that can detrimentally affect you, even though you've yeah. you've. So it's so once again, this integration of these four yeah. primary components is really. I, I, look at, I look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example, the bodybuilder. He yeah. was like, you know, at the peak. I mean, the discipline that he had to do what he did, and then he ended up having an affair with his maid. Yeah, and and fathered a, a son and kept it hidden from his wife. So although he was profoundly disciplined and yeah. it, to the extreme in one area of his life, in another yeah. area of his life he was not as highly developed. Yeah, that's why people yeah. need to look at life from a unification perspective, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. integral. It's an integral pr- approach to life. Mm-hmm. So you're not just looking at only one aspect. So the balance there, the healthier way is to look at right. from an integral perspective so yeah. that you, if you know how to do one thing, you can apply those principles in other area of your life. Right. You see that it works well too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's, it's really, it's, it's very, very important. So yeah, I think the mental health component, how we feel, the physical, if you have a good discipline of physical activity, it does roll over into having you have a general feeling of well-being yeah. towards yourself and and also about life in general it has a there's a certain chemical component to it so yeah, yeah the the mental health component is 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 and like you said if you exercise properly you reach your goals then you mm-hmm. feel that you have the ability to fulfill your tasks it can yeah. roll over into other areas of your life so it helps you think better in that way yeah exactly. yeah very good well let, yeah. let's talk briefly about emotional health yeah. component yeah. this is another of the four primary ones yeah. What would you say uh, is in, makes up uh, positive emotional health? Well, I mean, uh, the, the main thing about emotional, you have to understand that it's the energy that is going on there. Um, and that energy, let's say anger, right? Anger mm-hmm. is an energy. So what do you do with that anger? You know, if you, if you exercise, you can actually release the energy somewhere else, you know, mm-hmm. into something different. Uh, but also you can... Uh, you can you know, release that energy into on somebody else, <laughs> right? Which is something we tend right. to do a lot. You know, thinking that, but it's damaging to other people around. Uh, it's not good for our social, emotional, mm-hmm. interpersonal relationship. When we we just like um, you know uh, our sadness, anger, frustration, disappointment. Well, we when we dump on another person around us, thinking that they are actually the cause of what we're going through. I think it's not a smart way of dealing with emotional health. Um, you know, you know, um, you know, regular exercise is a good way to release some kind of uh, negative energy too. 
uh, and it can be very helpful uh, in a way that we deal with it. And there are the principles that I was hearing earlier apply to that. Uh -huh. If you if you can if you can make goals and 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 actually um, discipline yourself, that means you can also uh, when you're feeling something, you can able to master it. You can make a right choice even right. when mm -hmm. you're angry. Even yeah. when you're angry, you can make the right choice. Yeah. Um, so that's important. So it's, it's, it's again a an, a holistic approach to life, to who we are as a human being, and it's very powerful when you can you can see yourself from that integral perspective. Yeah, I think it's very important. Uh, I mean, from, from my own experience in life, there was a period in my life where upsetting emotions, I, I wasn't able to catch them. I kind of got sucked into them and they sort of overwhelmed me. And so uh, if, if, if we gain a greater capacity to notice these upsetting emotions as they arise, and we, we develop a practices and behaviors in which we can respond to them in a more positive way, then this, I think this will mitigate uh, hurting ourselves and hurting other people. Because, you know, it, it's not just about dumping on other people. It's also if we continually judge ourselves and continually berate ourselves through negative self-talk, this yeah. is another, this is an, an, another uh, negative emotional mm -hmm. uh, component that, that can yeah. weigh heavily and, and can also affect our physical health as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So uh, the final component we have among the four primary components is the spiritual health component. Yeah. So for you, what makes up uh, good quality spiritual health? What are the what what are the things that what are the factors that are that need to be present in a person's yeah. life to cultivate good spiritual health? Um, first of all, we have to understand what spirituality means. Um, yeah, we talked know, about that uh, a couple yeah. of sessions ago. Yeah. So basically, uh, I think it's a very interesting area that I think that we can talk about a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing people need to remember is um, in terms of spirituality. Anything that happened that you cannot control, okay? Anything that happened, you know, like let's say you miss, you running to get your train in the morning, and then you do everything in your in your strength to make that happen, and then when you arrive, the train left, or you I, miss your, you get into a um, traffic, uh, and then you miss your your flight, okay? Um, or you forget something completely, um, and then you're so all these events that are happening, people need to understand they're happening for a reason. And sometimes those reasons are beyond us. And uh, there's another dimension in life that we don't have much control over that is influencing things to happen around us, in us, and with us. Mm -hmm. So we have to have a good attitude toward mm -hmm. things that we can change. Coronavirus is here. Uh, you, know, every, you know, we don't... We don't know what to, you know, you didn't create it. I did not. Uh, and then we are stuck in a certain way. So the interpretation we give to that kind of, those kind of event are very important. We have to look at the other side of the coin every mm -hmm. time we face a challenge in life. That's mm -hmm. spirituality. Every time we face a challenge in life, we have to flip the coin around and look at it. There is sometimes a blessing there. Mm -hmm. But we always sometimes get stuck with only one side, uh, right. the negative side. That's why it's very hard for us to actually, uh, you know, become healthier spiritually. 
So it's like you're, 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 I think what you're alluding to here is spirituality in this context as it's applied is really about an attitude and way of looking at life. Yeah, exactly. And looking at life circumstances. For example, some, some, you know, there's this, some people are called negos. Like whatever happens, they think the worst outcome. Like, yeah. uh, like if you're driving on, on the road and there's a traffic jam and then you can't see how far up it's traffic jammed, uh, the nego might say, oh my God, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be stuck in this traffic forever. There's no way that this is going to clear up, right? But yeah. another person might feel like, oh my goodness, I wonder what's happening here. And well, you know, even if I don't get here on time, even if I, even if I just barely get there in time, I, there's nothing I can do about it. It's out of my control, so I'm not going to get upset about it. So I think that's kind of, and I think, yeah, if you get all upset about it and angry and tense, then yeah. this is going to roll over into your, in, into your, your physical health as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I think, you know, people who have good spiritual health, they have an abiding sense of inner peace. Exactly. Towards yeah. themselves and, and, and towards life in general. But yeah, it's not, that, yeah. That, no, go ahead. You know, it's the, you know, some people even get mad because they just get stuck with um, the traffic light. The traffic mm -hmm. is red. And they get mad, you know, the, you know, they, you know, I mean, it, it, it's happening, you know, you just, just be patient with it. So, and, and, um, and I think we all have to do our best to exercise that internal strength. Yes. Well, uh, we've come to the clock again, Dr. Kone. Yeah. And uh, I think obviously what we, we've really just touched upon this, but I, I wanted to give our listeners a framework tonight. These four elements, just as a, to summarize your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, and your spiritual health. Integrating these four components into your life can produce for you the best possible health outcomes for your entire life. So right now with technology, if you, if, uh, I want to encourage all my listeners, if, I'm sure many are doing it, but if you're, like, if, you have an over, if you're overweight right now or if you're having a problem with alcohol or if you feel disconnected to people, you can really start doing your research. Everything's available for you now. Connect with someone, find a good mentor, look for a program, look for a, a behavior and build a habit around it within these four primary components. And I believe you will see your, your life improve and you can develop habits that will stay with you for your whole life. So I, on that note, Dr. Kone, we'd like to, uh, I want to thank you for coming on tonight and co-hosting with me tonight. And we want to thank our listeners for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next time. Good night. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe so you can be notified about any upcoming episodes. And please take a moment to leave a positive review on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share it with your friends. Be sure to check out the archive section on our website, transformyourlifepodcast.com for previous podcasts. And check us out on Facebook and Twitter too, at Transform Your Life Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of Transform Your Life, the Unificationist Podcast. This has been a PR web design production. Thanks so much for listening.